Welcome to the Busy Pastor Podcast. My name is Greg Gibson. I'm here with my co-host, Trent Stewart, the lead pastor at Foothills Church. And today we are talking about being busy, defining the wins in your ministry. Okay, Trent, uh, man, this is episode nine of the Busy Pastor Podcast. Uh, it's been an exciting journey so far. Thank you to everyone who has uh, tuned in and, and joining along the journey. And let's get right into the contents of being busy with defining the wins in our ministry. First question is, why is it important? Why mm, is it important yeah. to define the wins in our churches and in our ministries? Well, there's so many reasons, but I think the first one is just like, if you don't know what the win is, then you don't know what to celebrate. Right. You don't know if you're doing a good job. You don't know if you're pleasing to the Lord. You don't know if you are actually, you know, your ministries are actually biblical. Right. Um, and so uh, it's also not fun. Your your staff won't have clarity. Your people won't have clarity. Um, spiritual growth will be really difficult in, in the life of your people if you don't know what the win is. And so if, if we want to honor the Lord, if we want to know that we're actually doing what he's called us to do, then we've got to decide, okay, what is important? What is the win? What is, what are some of the goals that we need to set? And then, you know, we have to make them measurable, you know, so how do we, how do we measure ourselves that they're actually working? And once we start the ministry or once we start the the process of, of helping people, whatever ministry it is to help them grow in their faith or to reach them for Christ, if they're unbelievers, We've got to be able to circle back around and measure it. Are, is it working and are we doing a good job with it? Yeah. Like you said, everything needs to be measurable, right? Yeah. And so even from the beginning in this conversation, if, if we have to know exactly where we are going as pastors and leaders and, and cast vision for our churches, knowing yeah. where they are going. And, and exactly might be... a. You know, we I like to think we know where we're going, but God is ultimately in control, right? Sure. But as leaders, we've got to have, okay, here's the direction we feel like we're going. We can always pivot. Right. And with COVID, you know, obviously taught us that we're going to have to pivot quickly. And so we've got to be flexible with that. But we also have to know that there are many things that God is calling us to do as pastors that, you know, you know, if we're not doing them, then we're just flat out being disobedient yeah, as leaders. That's right. And so, yes, there are some things that are exact uh, as we think about those goals. And so... So how do we determine the wins as a pastor? Yeah, well, um, if you're not setting the course, right. your people will set the course. Have you seen that a time, a time or two I've in seen your ministry? A time or two, yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, you know, in sports, if the coach doesn't set the course for how the style of play and unselfish, you know, uh, play and that kind of thing, then the players will just kind of dictate what they think is important and it'll become about them. And unfortunately, I think we see that a lot in churches. Like if, if we don't see good leaders pointing church members in the right direction of being externally focused, of making disciples, of reaching the unchurched and, and, and keeping the Great Commission at the forefront, then it's really easy because we all lean and gravitate towards self-centeredness and an inward focus. And then what you begin to have is multiple programs right. and multiple 
people fighting for resources in your church. Multiple silos. Multiple silos. Right. You know, we need more budget for what we're doing. We need more volunteers for what we're doing. We need more announcements about what we're doing. And and then the church starts pulling uh, against each other instead of pushing in one motion, you know, towards uh, the, the goal or, you know, the, the win of, of what the church is actually about, what God's calling us to do. So it really goes back to vision. Right. It goes back to vision. It goes back to vision. So you as lead pastor need to set that vision. You as student pastor, kids pastors, whatever leader you are in your church, uh, we need to help develop that vision so that that gives us focus. What are we about as a church? And so uh, you call that play as the leader. Um, and so if you're leading the student ministry, you know, this is the vision for the student ministry, which has its blessing from the lead pastor and it's in conjunction with the lead pastor and you're not fighting, but it's the same thing. And so you're, you're together working and that coach calls that play, that student pastor calls that play, the team goes out and runs that play and then things begin to work and, and, and go in the right direction. But if you, as the leader are not calling the play, um, it's going to be chaos. And yeah. and you can call the play, and we all know in sports, like the team can run out there and do a completely different play. They, they don't execute well. So as a leader, you call the play, you guide the play, you correct the play, you coach the play until everybody gets moving in the right direction. Right. Like you said, it constantly goes back to vision. So it's important to define the wins in our ministry, and it's important to define the wins of our church. So we're all moving in the same direction. Like you yeah. said, sometimes we're pivoting. Yeah. Sometimes Sometimes curveballs are coming, like a pandemic or yeah. COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, we still know the end goal. Yeah. But we're we're kind of you know going back and forth and 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 pivoting and working towards that end goal. Um, and as as a pastor and as a leader, you know it, it it when when you are determining your wins, it's coming really out of um, really everything that we've talked about over the last eight episodes, mm-hmm. right? all that building upon where we're going now. Mm -hmm. So knowing your job description, knowing Mm -hmm. your design, um, knowing your A-Pest lane, like we talked about two episodes ago, Mm -hmm. right? Knowing your key responsibilities as a pastor, and then now defining your wins. So so how do we go about doing that, right? We, We know it's important because we know we need to be on the same page going in the same direction. Yeah, but, but well, how do we go about defining our wins? It's not. It's not about what I want as a as a pastor. It's not about what I think winning is. It really has to go back to what Jesus says winning is. Yeah. And so, what does what does Jesus tell us to do? Well, we look at his life, and he was in relationships, um, and and so we let him set the course. The right. win was to make disciples through relationships. <laughs> yeah, and so I love that. The, Jesus the, defines the win. Yeah, so the question is, how do we measure that? Right. And how do we track that? How do we measure and track that uh, somebody is actually making disciples, that it is actually working? And so, you know, there, there are many things that we track. Uh, we're going to track the normal things like salvations, baptisms, obviously attendance, you know, how much money has been given. Th- those are all normal things to track. Uh, how, much, how many kids are coming? How many students are coming? Uh, are students coming to Christ? Kids coming to Christ? Adults coming to Christ? All of this stuff is the normal stuff that everybody typically tracks. But uh, one of the things that I think, you know, we see a lag in that is we don't see a lot of people like tracking how many people are actually serving in their church. So, 
you know, as a pastor, do you know, like, what percentage of your people are actually serving today? Yeah. Uh, this past Sunday, do you know how many people served and, and allowed Sunday to actually happen? I think that's important to know. Because yeah. uh, one of the measurable things that we know is that if you are growing as a disciple, you're going to serve. Right. And so that's one of the ways that we know, okay, the percentage of our people serving is growing. That is a good thing. We could celebrate that from quarter to quarter, from month to month. And so that's just one area. Um, you, sh- you should measure how many leaders you are actually developing. And so how many small group leaders, Sunday school leaders do you actually have? How many new ones do you have? And so what is your process to actually help them grow and develop as leaders? So you take somebody brand new into your church or somebody who just came to faith, what are the steps that they take to help them grow so that, you know, now we can say this, this is the number of leaders we've developed in 2020 or 2021. And um, that to me is a huge uh, moment to celebrate. Right. And so I would measure, measure how many leaders you've got, all the normal stuff. Um, one of the things that that we love as well is we just track stories. Yeah. And so when when we when we hear a story of how God has grown someone or how God has changed somebody's life, you know, we want to share that as a staff, as a as a group, and we want those stories to get um, written down so that we can share those either through video. I can share them through you know sermons, or we're just sharing them with leaders in various you know ministries at our church. But that's ultimately you know one of the big ways that we see that God is growing people is is just through stories, um, and so that's that's huge. And so. The other big thing that we've tracked um, is just our live stream. And so how many people are, are actually watching? How many people are engaging? Yeah. And what does that look like from week to week? And so there are ways to track that as well. Yeah, and, and I think I think this conversation is, is so important when we talk about defining the wins. Because when we define the wins, as you mentioned a moment ago, what it's doing is allowing it's allowing us to measure when we are successful in every other area of life. In business, mm-hmm. in culture, in sports, there, there are easy ways to track when the question, when we are successful, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when two teams are playing each other and uh, the clock hits double zero, um, we know, you know who, who is successful because we know how many points yeah. the, you know, one team has scored that's allowed them to win the game. Easy ways to track. Yeah. In the church... Sometimes it's it's a little harder to track the success mm-hmm. of growth. And the problem that we have is that we put our as pastors and leaders as we're moving forward and we're going. So we put our heads down and we go so hard that we're not even looking for wins. We're not looking for wins. And it's already hard yeah. to find them. Mm-hmm. And so... That's kind of the essence of the busy pastor. Are we busy with the right things? Yeah, are we busy with the right things? And and when we're trying to measure, when we're trying to be busy with measuring the right things, mm-hmm. right? In in this conversation, we're we're gonna do the things that you just mentioned a moment ago, right? We're gonna track the normal stuff, like you said, salvation, attendance, baptism, small group attendance, et cetera, leadership roles. I mean, those are good things that we're gonna we're gonna track. You mentioned a moment ago that I want to go back to. Um, how Jesus is really defining what we are then defining, right? Right, and and if if Jesus is defining the wins, he's in relationship with people, and the win then 
is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, so so for our conversation, helping pastors determine when they're successful in making disciples really is the question, right? Mm-hmm. How do we measure growth? How, how are we going about measuring when actually disciples are made? And uh, and I think here, you know, the tendency for people is that we wanna we wanna measure and track checked boxes, mm-hmm. um, but but talk a little bit about just kind of the difference in sh- in structures versus uh, you know sh- a structure where we're checking those boxes, or maybe there's a, a parallel kind of way we're measuring s- success and looking at the life of Jesus mm-hmm. and how we're trying to model that in our ministry. Yeah. And and as I say that, something just kind of hit me. Like pastors, it it you're probably doing a better job than you think you are. Yeah. Um and if you start to track some of this stuff and you and you allow yourself to be busy with some of this um stuff, you're probably going to feel better about yourself and God's going to bring you some joy in your life. So just Yeah, you know, yeah. Set, set that aside. Put that Man, in your, your pipe and smoke it for a minute. I know, that, <laughs> that is so good because I think when we begin to talk about wins and we talk about these like easily measurable, you know, checked boxes things, um, it could lead to some pastor guilt. Yeah. Right. That we're, you know, pastors are listening and they're not fully man, we're not, we're not doing that or, mm-hmm. or, or the attendance isn't growing or, um, you know, we're not seeing leaders developed, you know, like we, we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I, I bet if you, if you kind of step out of the tyranny of the urgent and yeah. then look up a little bit, there is some fruit that's happening. Yeah. And, and so you mentioned the relationship thing. So the check boxes for me started when I was a kid. Cause I, I, I grew up, you know, going to church every Sunday, my dad's a pastor and so Sunday school, RAs on Wednesday night, and the questions were... Well, hold on. What is RAs? Royal Ambassadors. <laughs> royal Ambassadors. I was a royal ambassador. Wow. I didn't know what that was back then, <laughs> uh, but I was there every That's Wednesday night. That's new for me. I didn't know what that was. Pinewood Derby cars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was the apex of like you know all boys in church life at that time, and I never had a good one. I always lost. But anyway... <laughs> they always started the classes with, uh, you know, how many of you read your Bibles? Okay, check the box, don't check the box. Raise how your many, hand. Raise yeah. your hand, yeah. Uh, how many of you brought your Bibles tonight? How many of you guys have memorized the scripture? Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, many, how many of you have invited somebody to church? So you go down and literally there are boxes and literally they check them. And so you're literally as a kid... You know, you're lying about this because you don't want to be the the guy that says, I didn't read my Bible, right? So now I'm lying in church and I'm not reading my Bible. And you want the candy bar. And I got, I want the reward. It's conditioning. So RAs, you got patches for all this stuff. And so you just wanted it for the patch or just wanted it for the, 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 the church clout, I guess, with all your buddies. But, you know, that's kind of human nature. We want to check boxes. And so when it comes to you know, ministry and helping people grow or come to faith. It's the same thing, no matter how young or old you are. We want people to check boxes. We want people to go through this class. We want people to go through these steps. And then when you finish this book, when you finish this, you know, product that we've developed, then boom, you're going to be a leader. But we all know you can go to seminary, you can do every Bible study out there. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to grow. And so what does Jesus do with his life? He spent the majority of his time with 12 guys. Right. 
He built relationships with them. Mark 3.14 says that he appointed 12 that he might be with them. And so he's with them day in and day out. That means that he has developed a relationship with them, which means that when, you know, Peter says something that is uh, inappropriate or wrong, he doesn't just ignore it. He says, whoa, 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 Peter, like, get behind me, Satan. Right. Like, that That's not a healthy way of thinking. Don't, don't, that, that, that's not good leadership, you know? So he's addressing these issues along the way. So it's not just a sit down and listen to me teach. He did that. That was part of his ministry. He, he sat down and he taught, but then he also unpacked it privately with Peter, James, and John specifically. Even amongst the 12, there were three guys that he poured into even more. So, you know, we know this, we've read this, we've heard this. Why aren't pastors doing this? Right. And why aren't pastors teaching their people to do this so that in small groups, they are getting discipled and shepherded and taught and coached. And when they're you know having relational problems with their spouse, they're getting that coaching. When they're having financial issues, they're getting that coaching from a small group leader. And so as pastors, it's our role to, to develop and teach leaders to be able to disciple other people because winning isn't going through a class, winning is actually becoming a disciple maker. Right. And so to me, that is one of the big wins at FC. Right. How many disciple makers do we have? And so, you know, we've, we want to know and we want to track that and we want to do our best to develop that. And then when we develop one, we want to celebrate. Yeah. This is awesome. This guy went through, you know, training, but it's not just the training. It's now he's been doing this for a year, two years. Because of his ministry, he started two or three other small groups because they've branched. That's a guy you want to high-five and celebrate and honor. That's how you know God is working, and that's how you know when you score a touchdown. Right, and that's that. those are the wins we really want to define. Yeah. We definitely want to define the, you know, the, the quanti- uh, quantitative stuff. Yeah. Because those help us make decisions. Those help us measure success. But we, like you said, the ultimate win is really the qualitative stuff that we see Jesus do yeah. with the twelve guys, mm-hmm. with the three Peter, James, and John. Um, the win is is seeing people forming as a disciple yeah. and then becoming disciple makers themselves. Yeah, and we know that is happening when we're in relationships with people, right. even as pastors, when we're in relationships with people. And and what you said there is is important. The Tracking that helps you make decisions. Yes. So if you're not tracking how many first-time guests you have, what your seating capacity is, how many cars you can park in a parking lot, um, if you're not tracking that stuff, salvations, attendance, baptisms, small group, all that stuff, then it's you're not making decisions fully informed. I can't start a new ministry. I, you know, I can't make decisions about should we you know, renovate? Should we build? Should we do this or that? If I don't know how many first-time guests we have, how, yeah. many, how many people are actually coming that are new? Yeah. And if there aren't first-time guests coming, then, then that should tell me, well, why? Right. That's an issue. Why yeah. aren't new people coming? That's an issue. Let's talk about it. Let's see if we can develop something in some ways to actually address that. So, I mean, we have to track these things and we have to you know, take, them, take them to heart. We use something called a gecko board. You can Google gecko board. It's a, a program that we actually invest in and 
and we have, you have to pay for monthly. But once you plug in all of the parameters for what you are actually trying to track, yeah. then it'll, it'll measure it for you. And all you have to do is in, in a spreadsheet, type in the numbers. And then every week, boom, we see the needle of seating capacity, where it's at, or parking lot, um, is it over capacity, kids ministry. In each room, this kids ministry was over capacity. So all of those things are, are easy to track once you just have the right program. Yeah. So pastors listening to this episode right now, they're saying, okay, uh, you know, I've been busy doing the work of ministry, right? I need to kind of move into being a quipper of others. I need to define my wins. Mm -hmm. How are you going to encourage them to take their next step? Yeah, well, your next step needs to be, what is the win for you? Like, what are the things that God has designed you for so so that you can now lead your people to make disciples and become disciple makers. And That's so right. you've got to develop your mission, your vision, your values. Right. You've got to develop that and do that with your team. You don't have to do that alone, um, but develop that so that you can give clarity and direction to your people. And once you get to a place to where you are developing a culture of disciple makers, then you're having these conversations, even on Sunday morning as you pass by the greeter. You know, the greeter at the door, he's just saying hello to people, and you think that's all you do is say hello, and you say, no, 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 you're not just saying hello to people. (laughs) That's right. Actually, what you're doing is you're creating an environment Mm -hmm. where new people or people who have been here for a while actually feel part of this community. And you're building a relationship with with these people week in and week out, not just saying hello, but actually having conversations throughout the day, throughout the week. And eventually, you're also coaching them to, to, to say, hey, you need to go to base camp at FC. That's our first step. That's where you... Yeah. Um, it's our membership it's class. A membership. It's right? where you, be, you yeah. hear mission, vision, values of our church, the direction we're going, how you can become a part of that, how you can get involved in the game, essentially. The wins of our church. It's the step. The in, wins of, yeah, yeah It's the step them. into how you can serve and how you get in a small group at That's our right. church. And so that greeter is actually making disciples when he's building relationships and saying, hey, have you gone to base camp? Right. And the more people he can, he can encourage to take that step, then now all of a sudden the greeter, the kids ministry, they're not just, um, you know, they're not just babysitting. They're making disciples in there. Mm-hmm. They're pouring into those kids and helping them grow in their faith and helping them build a foundation of faith. And they're also helping mom and dad grow because you know, for an hour or however long your service is, they have a distraction-free worship experience because mom and dad don't have to worry about their kids because they know you are partnering with them to raise their kids. And so uh, it's why Jesus says, though, as you go, it's Sunday mornings, but it's, it's as you go as well. So it's at work. You know, when I'm at work, I can be a disciple maker. I'm not just somebody who's just doing a job. I'm also building relationships with my coworkers. And so I know what is, is going on in Greg's life. And I know about his kids. And I know about the issues that they're going through. And so I'm talking about that with him and encouraging him along the way. I'm praying with him. Now I'm a disciple maker at work and I'm inviting him to come to church and I'm inviting him to take his next step. And so, yes, ultimately we want him to get into a small group where we can get really, you know, dive really into someone's life and help them grow. But no matter where you go, what you're doing, you can be on mission and you can be a disciple maker. And as pastors, we got to preach that, lead that, 
by example, show that. And um, that's the win when we can begin to develop that kind of culture. Yeah. So when we are measuring wins, it's, it's helping us lead more effectively. When we are in people's lives in, in the way Jesus was, it's adding value to people's lives. We're on mission with God. We're, we're exactly like you said a moment ago. We are making disciples as we go. Yeah. And we are adding value, not only to people's lives, but we're adding value to the kingdom. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do a few things. First of all, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Busy Pastor. Secondly, if you like today's episode, subscribe to the Busy Pastor Podcast and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the guy who falls asleep in your sermon (laughs) by the second points. Hey, don't take it personally. Maybe he just had a rough night. (laughs) If you would like to sponsor the Busy Pastor podcast, email us at info at busypastor.org. For more resources, join the Busy Pastor community by going to busypastor.org. See you next week. Until then, let's be busy with the right things.